0: She is immortal, a thousand years old, and she cannot die, a creature of legend, like the raven, a thief who stole the sun and the moon. They sent a warrior to bring her back, he found her, together they brought back light to the world. I was a cop, to me she was just a thief, another day on the job, but she wasn't. She changed my life, changed everything, and both of us knew from that moment on, nothing would ever be the same.
1: Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, where every, each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. I have to fill that in. I just forgot. Who else says it for me? Someone else is going to chime in, right? Yeah. It's me. And, it's this is,
2: and, and this is Kyle. And normally I make a sex joke about the intro quote that you do but i can't think of one for this one so we'll have to move on right it's just right there it's what it is exactly (laughs) yeah like we you know don't don't put a bumper sticker on a ferrari i guess
1: right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so welcome to highlander rewatched we're back it's been a long time uh or it's been a minute at least i guess Uh, yeah
2: yeah exactly we had a whole rewatcher wedding to deal with obviously nothing of note happened in 2020 or 2021 it was very calm yeah uh so <laughs> you know it's been a nice little break a nice little rest after doing this for what five years
1: i unrelenting years. yes yes yeah it has been five years doing this which is weird to think about like i i think until like i looked at it like it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It's like, oh, we do this on the side. It's like, no, shit, this has been part of our lives for 5 years. Uh yeah. so we should also say uh, I'm sure those of you listening or especially watching have noticed it is just Kyle and I right now. Uh Eamon could not join us for this season. Um but uh you know, Kyle and I wanted to like continue with the podcast and make sure that like, you know, uh we've been we've been talking about the Raven for a while uh and it's been a minute since we've released some new episodes. So we wanted to get back into it. Uh so here we are with Let's- Raven season season one season only episode season only one. the right. one and
2: only season <laughs> it's a one and done thing but we're gonna talk about it with you uh, I personally have not seen these episodes Oof. I, I don't even know when I would have seen them yeah I mean, we're we- talking over 12 years ago and I, I I'm willing to bet I only watched any of them once.
1: Yeah, so. uh, and I should say also that like this was not a show I watched. Like this is like this is Highlander watched, not Highlander rewatched. Really, um, I I rem- I must I must have watched episodes of this uh, in my youth. I'm sure, but like for whatever reason, just fell off. Uh, I mean, for whatever reason, maybe I didn't like it so much or, or who knows, I don't know when it aired, but like this was not a show I kept up with. Uh, and so this is all gonna be pretty new to us, uh, which is fun to continue the Highlander uh, mythology in this way. Um, so Kyle, it's yeah, been, well, it's been, oh, sorry. Before,
2: uh, oh, before we get too far, away, I just want to say this could be a little, this show can be a little bit hard to find. I know uh, a lot of people were following along on YouTube for Highlander through the official channel to watch there, uh, there is a way to stream this for free, uh, which is, I think it's technically through IMDb TV,
1: oh, which is they, also they have it.
2: They do, and that is also accessible if you have an Amazon Prime account. I believe it is ad supported, so because of that, it doesn't. It's not obviously free when you're using the Amazon streaming service. Like it, it, it reads as though. Uh, it would be something you have to pay for, but there is a free version of it through Amazon Prime. You just kind of have to dig around. So cool. anyway, we hope you can find this or, you know, go buy the DVD, go, go pay the money for, for this, you know, support Highlander if you like, but there is a way to view this. Yeah. And I've got some other uh,
1: options too. Like uh, besides um, you said IMDb TV, also Pluto. Uh, I watched it. Uh, the other day on Pluto uh what a, what an app that is we love that not, app. Not, what fami- a, not familiar with that one oh boy it's like it does no n- no joke it doesn't even have a search function you can't hit like a button to be like search for Highlander the Raven like you have to scroll like scroll around the app on your tv and find like action tv shows and then like it's <laughs> oh my and uh the the even the thumbnails on the app, like look horrible, but it's on Tubi. It's on, uh, or Pluto, I should say it's on Tubi uh, Amazon prime. I think you've mentioned Kyle. Um, it's also on sling. Uh, you need a premium okay. subscription for that. Uh, and then of course you mentioned, Kyle, the DVDs are available on Amazon and they're not too expensive. If this is a thing like you're interested in uh, there's a lot of bonus features and stuff like that, which I'd, might interest. I'd say Highlander that's the Aficionado. reason Yeah. um, Yeah. And of course, those are only going to be available. Really? I I mean, some stuff might be available on YouTube. I haven't searched around. But like, if you want the DVD, it's between 20 and 30 bucks on Amazon. uh, So it's not that bad. I think it's like, I got mine for around 20 bucks, I think. So. And it still had the sticker on it to win a free cruise. So, you know, enter that contest, I guess. Did you win? No, I did not, sadly. When's the cruise? It's uh all it's right. in 19 it's in the summer of 1998 or whatever. Oh, great. <laughs> so Kyle, it Beautiful has been
2: summer I'm sure.
1: That's right. It has been a minute uh since we all like were together. So, uh, I thought we could like recap like you know, we, we were doing like little covid updates. It's just been a it's been a minute since we were all uh, you know, voicing our opinions on podcasts and stuff. So, what's been uh, up in your life uh since we last released an episode, which was over the summer. So, Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned a so, wedding. You were married. Yes.
2: I, I was technically married, uh, le- technically, legally married before this, but finally had the big old ceremony. Uh, fellow rewatcher Keith uh, was in attendance at said wedding, uh, and I like to think we had a good time.
1: It was a good time. Uh, we
2: all danced. <laughs> we
1: all had fun.
2: Yeah, the weather cooperated. It was
1: lovely. Drank very Uh, tall gin and tonics. That was a, did anyone talk to
2: you about that, Kyle? Yes. For whatever reason, they loved these very tall glasses. They were serving like old fashions in like these (laughs) enormous glasses that I think were getting people very drunk, but I guess that's part of the point at a wedding. I don't know. That's right. Cool. Have you done Uh, any traveling uh, in your your time uh, away from the podcast? not too much but we did manage to take a short honeymoon style thing to uh saint martin for, honeymoon for four style. or five days uh my my lovely wife unfortunately had to perform cpr on somebody while on the plane so that was exciting um, it was uh it made for a stressful trip but obviously we made it spoiler alert that guy's not dead and uh here we are having a, a lovely time uh <laughs> Other than that, just working my face off, Uh, you know, this job isn't too new anymore, but it's been a a big lift. So it was nice to have a, you know, a minute to focus on those other things. And of course, you know, here we are all dealing with COVID and doing our best just to get by. How about you?
1: Uh, Let's see. Yeah. What have I done? Uh, Did a little bit of traveling over the summer, just some small stuff again, due to COVID. Like I I took a, a good trip to Maine got to relax. Uh, went to Niagara Falls for the first time. How beautiful is That's that? Like, fun. honestly, my only, my only, like I should say only knowledge of Niagara Falls. Like I was like so ignorant that of his existence, but like uh, my impressions of Niagara Falls come mostly from uh, Richard Donner's re-edited version of Superman 2. Uh, Excellent, where, say more. <laughs> which, which also only mostly exists, I think, on the Canadian side of uh, the falls uh, where Superman saves the little boy from falling over the edge and him and Lois are, on a fake honeymoon and it's a whole deal. Uh, but that was like my picture of like, oh, this is what Niagara Falls is like. What a beautiful little resort town or whatever. Um, that was a great time. Uh, the falls are of course beautiful and like insanely big. I can't imagine how powerful they are. It is, uh, you see them in pictures, but then in person they are uh, gargantuan. Um, uh, also did some like weird other little travels, like visit some caves, which was cool. And uh, a weird coal mining town in uh, Pennsylvania that had, like burned to the ground uh the whole coal mine caught on fire and the whole town just uh, is gone uh so that's become a, a very strange weird place uh in pennsylvania lore um what else uh, it feels very pennsylvania to me <laughs> yeah it is uh and there's people that stay that are still living there and there's smoke coming out of the ground and there's people i saw in the woods and i don't think i'd want to come across like cross them because I think they're hiding from other people uh they don't want to be found it's it's a weird place uh yeah what else uh and I oh I went to Miami that was pretty cool that was like a a fun little excursion I I I had I had some vacation time for work that I just had to use and I was like what the fuck am I doing I gotta get out of my house I got to go somewhere and uh I went to Miami uh which I've always wanted to visit and it was great I drank white wine on the beach at 7 a.m uh just you know laid around in the water it was great what, what was food. the best thing you ate oh shit the best thing i ate uh you know it might have been like just a lot of like the raw seafood like i just ate like a ton of raw seafood in miami nice. and that was like you know uh it, it's hard or to it's describe ceviche, like it's one of the things like uh like yeah like, like ceviches a... uh those sort of things yeah uh and it's hard to describe like it's like there's a particular like flavor reason that it's so was so delicious but like I mean, I eat ceviche on Miami beach with like cool, you know, art deco architecture and neon shit behind me. And I'm watching the waves come in and it's like, how perfect could it be? It was great uh yeah, so and i good. have to imagine
2: it's relatively fresh compared Relative, it was
1: it was relative i made sure i got
2: the most relatively I mean,
1: fresh seafood more, I could. more
2: more fresher than a lot of the seafood i imagine that's readily available here I sure say, I, I guess so. in right. the mid-atlantic
1: well yeah one one place i went to like they were actually the fishermen like they were they were they were scooping the stuff up and being like here you go uh, which is pretty cool that's right uh so that that's been good uh but it's been it's been honestly like really nice like as Kyle said earlier like it's been five we've been doing this for 5 years which is weird to think how long that's been uh I mean that's longer than I went to college uh at least my undergrad uh but like yeah it's it's uh, been a commitment and taking this break has been I think important for us uh I know I I I think I can speak for for us both that like it felt like we hit a bit of a rut with Highlander um in this journey like it's interesting like the ebbs and flows of Highlander I mean like we we entered this with obviously season one (laughs) and like we would joke that like oh this isn't so great but like don't worry it gets really good and then it does and then you know uh there's some there's some pitfalls and like there's some there's some missteps or something uh with season six and Obviously most people may have listened to our end game podcast where we weren't too crazy about it. Uh, but it felt like we were just like in a, a space of negativity with Highlander and that didn't feel too good. Uh, and it was good to just yeah. take a,
2: especially coming off of the highlights of like seasons three four five where so like, we're really excited about it and we're really in like all of a sudden it feels like you're falling off a cliff a little bit and a bit
1: like, right like and and also it's weird because like you know I, I think like a lot of people like our podcast and I appreciate it like because we tease it tease the show a bit and tease the movies a bit like and that's fine. And it's all in good fun uh, but like it it felt more okay because we were also like in high praise of episodes like you know, uh, Revelation 6 8 and stuff like that. Like, there were these, yeah, your rats of Kali episodes. were out there. Yeah. yeah. There were these awesome episodes that, like, when we made fun of a thing, it, it felt more like in jest because, like, hey, there's all this other good stuff and there's this bruise here, or whatever blemish that we can tease uh, and that'll be fun. But, like, it got to a point where it felt like we were just like shitting on everything and we didn't want to do that. I don't want to do that going forward blah blah blah. Uh so it was nice to take a break just uh our own mental space with Highlander uh but also like this does take a lot of work to put the show together um and we're very appreciative of like the the just time we've gotten to spend away from this uh because like it's a big part of our uh you know free time I guess is dedicated yeah. to the show.
2: And that's also a good uh segue into something we kind of wanted to mention about kind of how to how we're going to try to to format and talk about the Raven, because as you note, you know, we're kind of watching some of this for the first time, but we had to adjust our expectations in the sense that this is this is not season three, four, five. This is not Revelation six, eight territory in terms of kind of the punch of these episodes. Uh, so we're at least internally gonna try and kind of refocus our, our efforts in terms of not like, picking every knit and like getting into (laughs) the weeds the way we often would with uh, some of our prior content. We're going to try to be a little more high level about some of that stuff, not dwell in some of the parts that we don't like as much and, you know, try to have a little more fun with uh,
1: the content that is there and appreciate what we've got. Yeah, definitely. Like we we actually did start like some some like analysis and recording of this show prior, Uh, but like we said, like none of us had ever seen this show before, so like we didn't know what to expect. So it was like early on, like we did like two or three episodes where we were like, "Wait a minute, are is are we not liking this show? Uh oh, I don't know if we're liking this show." And so now we wanted to take a step back from that and like reevaluate. Like, wait a minute, if this show isn't going to be what we expected it to be, what do we want to do moving forward? Uh, So we'd like to focus more on you know like the character of amanda uh like it's like well we love love her from the show of course right like there's a reason she kept coming back was because she's a great character uh and she gets her own show now uh so we'll we'll do our best to like focus on what her arc and her story is rather than what the like the nuts and bolts pieces of putting a television show together are uh, in a coherent way uh, to make it, you know, uh, appreciated by the audience and fans, uh, because we might get real bogged down in that and that won't be too much fun. Um, now i'll also say that uh all we we've seen these episodes at least these first couple uh prior so like i know my notes are a little bit more in the weeds on these first couple because i was like this is our show right we got to get into the the gritty details um but yeah we'll we'll try to be more positive about this because of course we like amanda we like we also like a lot of the people that are involved in making this show uh but of course this is an extension of like the Highlander property and, you know, uh, there's always, I suppose, uh, a bit more money to be made or something from these things. And, uh, this just, it's, a. Uh... We're, we're going to be talking about this differently. I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's, it's a bit different, uh, and of course, also like I said, we said like we didn't watch this when we were growing up, so like we just also have a different emotional connection to the show, right? Like the emotional connection yeah. I, to that I have to like the original Highlander uh, with Christopher Lambert or Adrian Paul as Duncan McLeod. Like I I have like real like heartfelt sentiments about those those films and TV yeah. shows. Regardless of uh, <laughs> the merits to it, I still just, like, I feel something when
2: I see Adrian Paul doing some weird martial arts kata thing. Hell yeah. And, like, like it doesn't have to be more than that. I still just have an emotional response to that. Right. Amanda, like, quipping someone in this show or, you know, doing sword work in this doesn't evoke the same emotion, necessarily. Right, yeah. We grew okay. up in this we'll in a different contexts. We'll try to make new memories surrounding this thing to the extent that we can, uh, but that's that.
1: That's that, um, and so also, also just, uh, yeah, go ahead, Kyle.
2: i was just say, just cause there's two of us now, we're also gonna pare down some of our extraneous segments that extraneous is the wrong word. They were fun, we enjoyed them but that are a little trickier to do with two people. So the games and catalog items and things like that, we may spice that in occasionally, but since it's just the two of us, we're going to try to focus a little more on the core content uh, because those things just don't quite work as well in a duo.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And also like we want to set expectations early that like, You know, we've been a weekly podcast for, well, five years uh, up until our break. Uh, And, you know, and we're going to try to release an episode every week. uh, But taking this break was pretty, uh, at least for me, like a bit awakening to like, hey, how much time does this show take up in my personal life? Uh, And, you know, every once in a while, we will be biweekly or we'll just need to take a little break. And that's okay because uh, we we need to we need to strike a better balance. (laughs) Maybe I'm speaking mostly for me that like we. (laughs) As the person doing most of the work on this thing, there is a lot of work. I mean, you watch the show, you take notes, you do all this stuff, and you know, you you even designate a time on a weekend, right? Like, hey, we're gonna get together on Saturday between these hours. Like, that's a portion of your life that could be spent with you know a loved one or whatever. Like, doing stuff you got to do for work or uh, pleasure uh, that is dedicated to the show. So we're we're gonna be try- trying to set the expectation early that like, will this show co- come out every single week? I'm not sure uh it'll it, it will be coming out regularly. that's what we'll say uh but we we need to be sensitive to the fact that like we do have stuff going on in our lives, and oftentimes the show took priority over those things uh and it's better to you know <laughs> take care of what needs to be taken care of um. Speaking of personal stuff, we this is this should have been said, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes ago. Um, but this episode, uh, I'm sure all of you by now realize that this episode has come out a day later than we said it would, <laughs> right? Oh, really? Yes. Um, and we had originally planned on this episode coming out. Our normal reschedule is every Tuesday, uh, and Tuesday the 11th was chosen over a month ago, uh, for this episode to be released. Um, that this is the, the yesterday was the anniversary of our dear friend and our, you know,, uh, you know, someone we all love in the fandom uh, Stan Kirsch's uh, death. Um, and this this was not chosen, uh, you know, intentionally to be like, oh, let's release this episode on the anniversary of uh, our friend Stan's passing away. Uh, it was really just, you know, we release on Tuesdays and this is the, the week after the new year and we give us our, ourselves some space. Uh, so anyway, it was unintentional and that's what we wanted to give yesterday space for people to remember Stan. Uh, and that's why this episode is coming out today on a Wednesday. Uh, because we don't, we don't want to take away from, from that uh, and the attention that, you know, uh, people's memories will be drawn to, uh, rightfully so, to remember Stan. Uh, so anyway, that's why this episode is coming out a day late. Uh, but that was not, it yeah. was not really intentional or anything like that.
2: Yeah, our bad. Uh, our bad, of yes. Of course, um, yeah, very much so. And of course, our thoughts on the entire community's thoughts are with Stan's family and, and those who loved him. Sure,
1: us include. Um, so we we've talked a bunch. (laughs) Here we go. Finally, time, time, I guess, to get into
3: Highlander. Highlander?
1: We're going to talk. Hey, this is interesting. We haven't talked on this show for a few months. Ghostbusters have not been brought up. Ninja Turtles, especially have not been brought up. Batman has not been brought up. Like we are really, I think in a pretty good space. We are laser
2: focused. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't even brought up that Batman Raphael team up
1: comic anything no or the ninja I turtles buy- batman movie that they did the animated movie <laughs> that looked pretty cool i thought <laughs> okay uh love it let's do it all right so kyle uh can we go through the imdb details for the show oh let we we that i think is uh essential essential okay so this is season season one season one of one of episode one this is called reborn of the raven uh, this the air date of this episode was september twenty sixth nineteen ninety eight uh the last episode of Highlander that we saw uh which is not to be was aired on may seventeenth nineteen ninety eight so this isn't too like far beyond like no, i is- mean if you were expecting Highlander to start back up again, like this is the next season, like it just goes right into it, right so yeah that's in my head, there was more separation,
3: but
2: it makes yeah, sense in my head too, isn't. right?
1: Like this, this must have been in production. Ba- I mean, well, it definitely was. Obviously, the season six of Highlander was like trials for the show, but like things were being worked on, and this was this was the next step, right? Um, the director of this episode is Ian. Twintone, Tone. I don't know how to say his name, but I'm going to say it that way. Uh, they are when <laughs> they're a director and a producer. Uh, this is their only episode of The Raven. Um, they've done tons of TV in the UK and America. Uh, they've done The Profiler, Relic Hunter, uh, Providence. You remember that movie about the judge in Providence, Rhode Island? We ah. love it, uh, man. And the sister that had a alcohol problems she ran a diner or something i remember she drank vodka a lot oh boy she didn't think people could smell it but could they they could Could they ever we're talking this is providence <laughs> re- oh man is there a providence
2: podcast uh i i or is this going to be our new shtick instead of bringing up Ninja turtles we're going to bring up providence yeah we're
1: going to talk about providence and and the name of the, her the the dude's father oh hold hold on we're we're what's her name is what's her name in it is it delaney it's been so long this is your
2: show bud since since so far (laughs) so long
1: since i've thought about the show uh what's her name delaney i think was the 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 lead in the show uh she played lois lane in the uh cartoon adventures of superman (laughs) the bruce tim uh yeah right uh but her father i'm forgetting his name too is from mash and he played a judge uh i think right oh no i'm confusing these shows these two shows That's judging Amy I'm talking about. Oh, oh, no, I've confused judging Amy and Providence. What a crime. Fuck. Well, it's good that wow. we're just in the uh, the IMDb details and we're moving on. because uh, What a rollercoaster ride that was. I, I know, right? <laughs> I got to get out of this embarrassment. Yeah, judging how will Amy, you anyway. recover? Uh, Crossing Jordan. Oh, another show of that ilk, I feel like. Crossing is, Jordan, yeah. judging Amy, Providence. We're all talking about the all same show. All of a kind. Um and did Would, 10 we episodes of Joan of Arcadia in this Oh yeah as that could, <laughs> if that one in there that'd be fine too. Uh seamless. 10 episodes of 24 and a bunch of the OC and Bones too. Those uh, those are all big shows. Yeah, there they are big shows,
2: OC right? 24, that's that's like very successful director territory. are sure. getting 10
1: episodes of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writer on this episode is Karen Harris. She wrote two episodes of Highlander, which were Rite of Passage and Timeless, uh, which is interesting because both of those episodes are about like female immortals coming of age. Like I I, yeah. I give the show props for like going to this writer, I think for this episode, it's like, hey, this is a, a good idea. Yeah, right. Um So this is uh, her first three episodes of The Raven. Uh, She wrote 12 episodes of The Incredible Hulk Show, which is interesting. Uh, It's from the 70s and 80s, but uh, that's cool because Elizabeth Grayson starred in one of the uh, Incredible Hulk-like TV movies in 99? Oh, so right around this time. No, no, no. In nineteen ninety, excuse me, ninety ninety-one. I think is. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably eighty-nine. I'm probably completely wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, but she also wrote the Roseanne unauthorized, uh, like bio TV movie. Uh, Interesting. And it was on hundred and seventy-eight episodes of a hundred uh, General Hospital. So wow, great writing. That's career. an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about who stars in this show. Uh, this show stars of course elizabeth grayson Duh. she yeah she played amanda in 29 episodes of highlander it's um, a
2: pretty good
1: run it is a good run that's great uh and this show also stars co-stars paul johansson as nick wolf wolf what a name we love it right <laughs> yeah. uh so we're gonna get into it here so he was a regular on beverly hills 90210 as john sears i never really watched that show but I uh, imagine he was a Me character either. on it. Uh, um, he was in Lonesome Dove, which was like a TV Western show. Uh, it had lots of Highland Irregulars, and he guessed it on that. Uh, he has an uncredited role in The Notebook. <laughs> really? Which is weird well, to that's be un- uncredited. Uh, but in The Notebook? He, is yeah, he, he is The Notebook. He's The Notebook, right? Yeah. Uh, he was uh, in Boondock Saints 2. <laughs> <laughs> All Saints Day. Yeah. And did I feel like, I did I hear recently they're making another one of those? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, That nah, does nah, not nah. surprise me.
2: I don't know what about the second one made them think a third one needed to come, but hey, yep. what can you do?
1: Well, uh, he also plays John Galt in Atlas Shrugged Part 1. And I, re- I remember months ago when I read that fact, I was like, oh man, he's in that movie. And then I was like, wait a minute. Let me look at that movie. Who directed that movie? That guy also directed that movie. Like, this is a passion yep. project. This isn't a paycheck, not a paycheck, passion project. This guy is really into Ayn Rand, like a real Which cool, have, thoughtful
2: dude. <laughs> have you seen that movie? No. Uh,
1: well, I, I've seen the first oh, one. Oh, Ayn Rand fan. And it
2: is, no, but uh, some <laughs> friends of mine and, and I some got Some friends together, of mine got, are. No, they're not, but we got very drunk and we watched it. And it is an embarrassing piece of filmmaking. Like, it is just, like, I was not expecting to like this movie for a lot of reasons. Because how good the the, the source material is? Oh, sure, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, you nailed it.
1: Wow, Um, they really botched this one.
2: Yeah, just, it is just a clunky, inarticulate piece of film. Which I was not expecting, like I was expecting this to be like a competently stitched together movie that I would not like, and it is. It is an embarrassing travesty (laughs) that is also handicapped by its Anne Randian connections. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Oh, is the philosophy of the movie horrible and fucking shit?
2: Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Is it also just full of clunky dialogue? (laughs) Definitely. Um, <laughs> uh so enough about an rand and atlas shrugged don't see this
3: movie
1: yeah don't see that movie uh he was also in one tree hill three episodes of madman as ferg donnelly uh and i guess like you know i guess it's is it worth read is it worth reading these like this 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 is like this is what this episode is going to be a little longer than our the the rest of our Raven coverage. Because again, we're going to be focusing mostly on uh, the character arc of Amanda, right? But we also have to set the, the groundwork for what the show is, who these people are, right? Like, so we got this guy, right? Johnson, right? Yeah. Anyway, so here's this is a Vulture story. Uh, so he was on Man-Men. Um, there's also stories. So oh, we is, should mention to be this. Coy, this
2: is a, a story from the website Vulture.
1: Yes. Okay. This is not a story
2: about the bird. <laughs>
1: no, this is not a cool story about facts. the bird or the supervillain vulture. Uh, uh, did you get a zoo book on vultures? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we'll we'll talk about this. And there's a documentary on the DVD that uh, I remember in past seasons, you probably heard on this podcast, we talked about like the format of this season, where I think we, we had mentioned at some point that I would be watching this documentary to know the behind-the-scenes details and like you guys wouldn't, uh, so like yes. some of you will be coming in fresh. I wouldn't be. Uh, we've kind of revised that based on kind of what we've seen, and like we, I also just was curious. Like I was like, can we see it? We we know there's like inklings of it, and I don't know all the details, but I'm like, I am curious as a watcher to like knowing a little bit of it. Can we see some of the tension on the screen about how this show didn't really work? Because apparently, uh, spoiler alert, the co-stars didn't get along too well. So. We'll see how that goes, but there is this interesting vulture story, which I think is let's set the groundwork with this and we'll just put it out there. This is we're just we're just reading what they said. This is not Islander Rewatch saying anything or accusing anyone of saying anything. Kyle, you're a lawyer. Does that sound good? Sure. Go for it. Cool. Um the caption on the photo of the, 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 the co-star in question just reads Ferg, actual creep. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, Buzzfeed reporter Susan Chang has a deeply uncomfortable story about Paul Johansson, who did a GIF post on the site on 13 ways to react to dicks at work. Turns out he's one of them. During this encounter with Chang, and three other female BuzzFeed staffers, Johansson acted like his character, Ferg Donnelly, would have on Mad Men. There was inappropriate touching, bad rape jokes. As he was speaking with one of the staffers about tennis, Johansson told her, quote, my serve is pretty strong, he said. I'll serve the ball right down your throat. My head snapped up. I was so alarmed. I nearly missed his next words, which involved him telling my coworker that he wanted to take her into his cave. Apparently a reference to Canada, where he's from, where he'd put her on her back. Cool. Then Ferg got physical and slung his arm around her back. The encounter continued. I'm not shy, he said to my colleagues and me under the hot fluorescent lights inside the studio. I laughed at his improvisation, which admittedly was pretty funny. Then he said, a little too casually, I'm sweating like a rapist, wiping his uh, forehead and the sides of his face, seemingly not paying paying attention to the camera that was recording those very words. Another bad joke, followed by more inappropriate touching. With his hand on my back for the second time, he asked, do you ever take people in there and make uh, make out with them? When Chang reached out to Johansson for comment, she got a letter from his lawyer, instead, which said that Chang was making things up, or that uh, some of the stuff was not that bad. It's 2015. But for Paul Johansson, it's still 1970. And McCain Erickson, which of course is the the advertising firm at uh, in Mad Men, in the, some of the later seasons. Anyway, so that is a story about uh, the co-star of this, uh, this TV show. Uh, so we'll keep that in mind, I suppose, as we watch. And um, I don't know, it's, it's part of the context, I guess, of which how we'll understand this show, I guess, and how it all went, right? Yeah, and, you know, spoiler alert for what we're gonna
2: see, uh, there does not appear to be, and this is, granted, these characters are meeting for the first time in this episode. They do not have amazing chemistry in this episode. You wouldn't necessarily expect them to, as this is the first meeting behind these characters. And as we get into the plot, they're initially antagonistic. But uh, we'll check in on this, see if it gets any better. Right. Uh, yeah, I know, like,
1: I'm really fascinated to see how this gets by, like, episode 15. I mean, that's so far in the future for us, like, and I've only seen a few of these episodes, like... What's it going to be like on screen, right? How upset will people seem to be in this show? Uh, okay, so this show also guest stars or stars, uh, Patricia Gage as Lucy Becker. This is her first of nine Raven episodes. So she's a, she's a regular. Um, uh, she's an American psycho as Mrs. Wolf, if you're a, a fan of that show. Uh, her first credit is actually in a show we've talked about frequently on the show. Uh, which is The Littlest Hobo, another Canadian. that
2: has come up more frequently than you would think. As again, this is
1: about a dog who walks around with a bindle, as I understand. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So 1963, she was in that show. Um, And sadly, she died in 2010 at the age of 69. Mm. But I mean, up top, right? So yeah, exactly. uh, This episode also stars uh, Tori Higginson as Claudia Hoffman. Uh, she was Dr. Weird on Stargate as she won a famously other, uh, you know, uh, Vancouver or no, uh, Tr- actually that was a Vancouver based show. So, I mean, but she's Canadian, so it's all, it's all yeah. good. Um, and, uh, she was also in Atlantis and she's done a lot of TV spots. Uh, also guest starring. How many Michael, episodes of that? I don't have that. I don't have that. Oh, right okay. There. Sorry, but it's a no, bunch. That's all right. Yeah. It's Dr. Yeah. Weird. Um,
2: That is, all those Stargate shows are scraping the top of my need do for a rewatch thing, but it's obviously a huge time commitment. But
1: sure, it's been a while, and those are great. It's it's a great series. Uh, I think if people are into sci-fi, they'll love that show. It's a great show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A uh,
2: huge affection for that in my college days.
1: Yeah. Um I, I remember no joke. Uh here's the weird aside. Uh I t- Kyle, you were the one who was buying these DVDs in college, yes. I believe. Uh and I was living in uh New York and I remember bar I I I came home and I borrowed a DVD from you. Uh mm-hmm. Uh like like not a DVD, like a box set of like this is Stargate season 3. And I remember mm-hmm. like starting to watch them late one night and I watched the whole fucking series. Like I called, I no joke. I remember calling out of class. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, I'm just going to watch this. I'm going to watch these on my computer. I don't need to go to school today. And I watched like the whole series in like two days. Uh, That's amazing. This show also stars Michael Copeman as Carl Magnus. This is his first of six episodes. He was in war of the worlds, uh, the TV show in the eighties, which is interesting because uh, Adrian Paul was also a, uh, one of the cast members of that show. Uh, this episode also guest stars Julia Richings as Basil Morgan. This is his first of two Raven episodes. Uh, he's another War of the Worlds actor. Uh, he was in two episodes of Doom Patrol. How about that? As Henrik von Fuchs. Yes. Have you seen Doom Patrol? I have not. Uh, it's high on my list. I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited to see Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser having a moment right now. Uh, this yeah. is his comeback. It
2: kind of is. Also, I'm a, I so enjoy all the content of people being thirsty over young Bren, Brendan Fraser because that's <laughs> very funny. It is but, funny. No, Do Do Patrol gets a recommendation from me. It's out there. It's weird. It embraces all like the kind of insane versions of these characters from some of the more recent comics. It's you know uh, an interesting show about like
1: inclusion
2: and misfits, and uh, it's very good.
1: Awesome. Um also uh, if you lots of orphan black there in and if you uh watch supernatural which has been on the air for like 400 years I I am pretty
2: sure that show's going to be on the day I die apparently because right? like, people people apparently love it
1: every is it question Kyle is that show still on I believe that it is Okay every time ta- every once in a while I that. see like a news thing go by on the feed right and it's like like supernatural I was like I remember Kyle watched that in high school, well, i like, I
2: watched like a little bit of it because Coach Teague from Smallville. That's right, Coach Teague is it Jensen Ackles?
1: I think Jensen is name, Ackles. Yes,
2: uh, was on it. Oh, it looks like it may have ended in 2020.
1: Oh man, so it what may have bummer. just
2: ended. All right, but guess what? Day, the, guess what year the first episode aired? Um, like this, the Smallville connection probably.
1: I'm gonna say a like 2003. Hit. 2005 that show ran for
2: 15 years (laughs) that's that's completely insane that's and like i could not stick like i could not hang with it i'm sure there's good (laughs) stuff in there but it just like
1: is not for me sure uh anyway but i guess you might i guess it has hot men fighting ghosts we love it we love those hot men and those hot are they ghosts hot Probably. I'm sure some of them are statistically. We hope hope some of them are. Um, So, anyway, let's talk about the IMDb episode description. So, the episode or the series description on IMDb is a female immortal and thief tries to redeem herself with the help of an ex cop. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I guess that's uh, at least 50% of that information is wrong as it relates to the first episode. And yeah, I would agree with that, right? Like, I'm not sure so far, right? <laughs> uh, and yeah. then this episode description reads, a mortal Amanda is living as a thief again, pursued by cops. She, f- she it, this, this is a typo. She find herself, <laughs> not, not she it. finds herself. She find herself trapped, or no, I'm sorry. She finds herself framed for robberies and murders. She did not commit
2: huh huh interesting huh huh and do you, huh. you said Did you say commit yeah <laughs> was, it, was that just a fun way of saying commit or
1: it is a fun was way. there and i hope oh, everyone okay. had fun with me saying no, it.
2: i i did have fun with you saying it i just wasn't sure if that was like to illustrate that it was spelled like with too
1: few no or no something. it's not spelled weird uh there's no period after it but that could be my fault so i don't know uh, mm. all right let's talk how, about the rate <laughs> my first question
2: is how dare you <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, let's dive into this thing. All right, the Raven, right? So fuck, here we go. All this, this techno music, right? We love it, right? So you've heard this in our opening opening uh, opening clip was like the opening of the fucking Raven. And it's like this matrix music, right? Like it's just like techno shit. Like she's got like leather pants on. Uh, there's a the swooshing set. I love, I, I honestly love all the swooshing coats shit. Like that's cool. I think that's cool. That's like Batman Begins stuff, right? Oh my god the soundtrack is part of the like the 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 audio mix or something it's weird right great mm-hmm. i love it uh so she's like breaking into a safe we don't know where she is i don't know what the fuck i don't we don't know what anything is right now at this point but she's yeah. beeping, 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 beeping. she just opens the safe up and there's like trash there's a bunch of trash in there and then there's also like jewels she takes hold oh, i thought that was the trash <laughs> <laughs> right and then she runs out and there's like a cool dutch angle. Shot we get like and like
2: a ton of time of her just looking at each jewel she's gonna take yeah she has like a flash and then and she's she,
1: like oh that jewel oh that jewel yes please it's like yeah. just fucking and dump then, it in the bam. bag and leave right and then she runs yeah. and out,
2: then bam bam 45 degree angle and then we get, wait,
1: but there's a bird. <laughs> what yeah, kind of a, bird is it? Oh, a raven. There's a bird. Uh, she's she's in a building in a huge mansion, robbing a safe. And then a bird lands on a like a wall, and she somehow sees this from inside. Like she like looks at the bird and smiles. It's like, hi, bird. And she's hey, like, My bird. my bud the bird. She's- and I'm she like, says it, like what? snuffle off, I guess. Hey bird. Hey, bird. Oh, that's true. Right. <laughs> they did uh, have that relationship, but like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, does she have a connection? Like, I don't know what any of this means other than all of it is just evocative of like blackness and ravenness and like whatever. Right. Bird shit. Like that's all this is, this is this, to me, this cold open means nothing at all. Yeah. It's really just like, huh. That happened
2: like it it has nothing to do real, I mean, I guess we know that she's we've always known she's a thief, I guess we see her steal, but that's that's it
1: that's it, right, all right. Uh, and all and the questions we get, moving forward like well well well, well. well we'll we'll get to all this stuff later, yeah, so yeah. uh yeah, then what do we get Kyle? what do we get we We get the 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 actual
2: opening credits that we got to hear, uh which people listened to earlier, very much reminds me of the first season of Highlander opening credits as well. Oh, okay. I, in the sense that it's like, it feels a little half complete in terms of telling the story. Like they eventually, once you get the Joe voiceover in the original series, they really nail it in terms of like giving you a lot of information about getting up to speed on what this thing is. Right. Like it really puts it all out there. This is just Detective Nick Wolf. First off, he provides spoilers about what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, the that's is. really
1: funny, right?
2: i'm an ex-cop
1: what what happens at this episode (laughs) yeah in this episode he is a cop cop (laughs) yeah he is right he is he is also by the way uh at the end of this episode i say is he an ex-cop i don't think so like it doesn't i'm not even sure whatever fuck this is so messed up all right go
2: on so that's like confusing but like he tells some story about like the raven and like a warrior being sent after the raven and then they team up to bring light to the world hell yeah or something like that which is like interesting as like a thesis statement for the show we can revisit that as the series goes along like yeah, to I'm what sense to. this kind of like myth of the raven underlie is supposed to underlie this show but then, like, doesn't really say anything about what immortals are. There's no reference to the game or beheadings nope. or anything like that. So it's, you know, in the at least in the first open, you got like, when the father, the sword, and the stroke of <laughs> the, right. the head. the really we'll is about a-
1: the <laughs> of the game? Yeah,
2: like, you got at least, it was a little confusing, <laughs> but you at least got something to cue you in to
1: what's happening. Right.
2: This, you really don't. No,
1: you don't. You don't. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Like, I, I, throughout my notes, have this question that is, is this show meant for Highlander fans? If it is, this is all repetitive and boring. If it's meant for not Highlander fans, they're going to be confused because they you haven't given them enough information. Like, there's just stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like, what the fuck is the buzz? The buzz happens in this show, and there's no precursor to it. It just fucking happens, and it happens in weird ways, too. Anyway, we'll get to yeah. it, but... Wow. Okay. So let's talk about what this like opening credits says, right? Like it's, it's all about like, there's this like, a, like it's similar to the opening credits of Highlander the series, right? Like with Adrian yeah. Paul, like it's like a thousand year old, she cannot die. That's like exactly what Joe says, right?
2: Yeah. And it's Nick Wolf's face right up in the camera. <laughs> and like, I audibly <laughs> laughed because I was like, Oh, <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah I mean this reads here I'll read it real quick it says she is an immortal a a, a thousand year old and she cannot die a creature of legend like the raven right and then we get into it right a thief who sold the sun and the moon they sent a warrior to bring her back he found her together they brought back light to the world I was a cop to me she was just a thief another day on the job but she wasn't she changed my life changed everything and both of us knew from that moment on, nothing ever would be the same. And then like techno raven music, right? <laughs> right. So like- The thing some I, of I this... don't understand is,
2: is that doesn't seem like a, an accurate version of the myth because it's no, also it isn't. told told again later.
1: Right. And We'll, just we'll like, hear this a second time and it's not like this. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and from the, I think just hearing that story for the first time, you would think that the raven took light away from the world and then put it back and that's really that doesn't really sound like a hero that sounds bad right <laughs> that that doesn't sound good whereas the version you'll hear later implies
1: that like ah there's like a heroic thief not a villain yeah i'm i'm really curious how this story i i i honestly hope this story comes back in the show like the the notion of this is this like there's this thief thief aspect of it obviously but like we'll get into it later like reading the actual myth like the raven is good the raven is a savior to mankind and i'm curious if that will be like integrated into this at some point um and it, it like this is also i think the coolest part of uh this show uh this like myth is yeah, certainly of the, the this
2: first episode it's the most interesting kernel in my view
1: yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about, well, there, there's all sorts of stuff to talk about with this. But yeah, uh, I, I think if I was a new viewer to the show, this opening credit, it's weird because it's drawing from the opening, the better opening credits of Highlander the series where they like got their shit together and were like, like I love the, the 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 Joe monologue. I think it does a oh, bang up job it's of great. like summarizing pretty much everything, giving you the rules. Like it, it's good. Uh, it's weird that this like taps into that, but also I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like I don't know about beheadings. I don't I don't know any rules of the game. Like uh, it, it's weird. Um, so I don't know. Um, so, and it's
2: it's also strange as as we're about to see. They 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 told a story where her immortality is irrelevant.
1: Uh, yeah. And I'm very curious very how many times so. they're going to do that in the future. Like, w- why isn't the immortality like a part of this story? Because it doesn't seem to matter at all. This is just like yeah. an episode of VIP with Pamela Anderson. Yes. It kind <laughs> what, of is. That's like, this, another, this, is, this <laughs> feels <laughs> what a like a like, USA show. Like if, that, what was the second episode of, of
2: the original series? Of VIP family with Pamela Anderson? John, yes. I <laughs> have
1: that memorized. I know every I episode. Saying, isn't it family tree? Yeah, like Family Tree is the, the second, second
2: of Tree. This episode feels to me like if Family Tree was the first episode of Highlander. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> like that's that's very much how this reads to me. Uh
1: but go on. Okay. So we we get this. So after the opening credits, <laughs> I can't believe we're only like two seconds of this fucking show. But it's okay. Uh, So we're outside this police station. A van pulls up, right? Like, and Nick and his partner, Claudia, are, are out front of the police station. And her husband pulls up in this van with the two the- children in the back. Yeah, they're upset because they're like, you get the impression they were following Amanda.
2: She gave them the slip. And they're upset about this.
1: Right. Uh, and, and, and the then- kids are there because, oh, I got to say goodbye to my mom or goodbye. Good night. Good night to my mom. They'll be saying goodbye later. Spoiler yeah. Alert. Uh, <laughs> which
2: this is this family is is hilarious (laughs) because like i don't know the the partner is like she seems like a normal nice hollywood type uh and who shows up is like this nerd husband and her two demon children like these children look
1: children of the corn
2: like they are pale and like ugh, well, they have they no help
1: yet we learn later that they, these children are starving for medical attention i think at least yeah, in their mouth yeah also side note the husband does not say she says i love you to them and i'm immediately like she's dead like she's uh-huh screwed. but then oh see the no i thought, the, I thought say, the husband was gonna die when when she said he he says i love you she doesn't say it back and then there's a no, line i thought like, it
2: was i thought it was he
1: says i love you She says, I love you. He doesn't say it back. Oh, maybe. But also there's a discussion of like, put on your seatbelts, kids. And I'm like, oh no, they're all going to (laughs) die. Like like they're calling out the seatbelts. Anyway.
2: So that's this family. But I was immediately like, someone in this scenario is doomed because uh, it's so yeah. awkward. Them, it's such an awkward way to meet these characters. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, this would never happen. You would never drive to a police station so your kid no. could say goodnight. Like, that just isn't the thing. That this would is crazy. They, <laughs> they, they chose <laughs> to make it happen so you know that, like, the sword of Damocles is just, like, there yep. about to fall
1: on someone. Right. Anyway. Okay, cool. So now we're, we're like, inside the, 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 the police station, right? Like, and so, like it's like your typical early '90s v like weird V scene. Like, there's like a a a, a prostitute, a, a sex worker on like rollerblades, and like of course, okay, like it's
2: it's this sort of. There's like, an old man who poisoned a dog, apparently, and they are letting him go. They're
1: letting him. No, no, he didn't poison a dog. He tried to poison his wife. I think it was right. No, it's a dog. Wait, no, it's. Like, it's I think it's the wife's dog. Oh, you're right. It is the wife. I'm looking at my notes. It says, say don't poison your wife's dog, it says. All I'm saying yes. is this is
2: the true villain of the series. <laughs> they just need to behead this guy in the show. Can yeah, be right? Over. Yeah, there's like
1: a dog, like a weird dog killer uh, on yeah. the loose, right? Huh? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the Sea the Coover Seabiscuit
2: Strangler <laughs> is on the loose. And uh, Seabiscuit is a horse, not a dog, but I couldn't think of an S dog name on the spot. spot. That's okay. Spot, yeah, spot. I literally said it as part of explaining my joke. Great work. Very anyway, good. So, so we
1: know that the Mar- at this point, we know the Marshall estate has been hit tonight, right? So, and yes. they're like, oh, it must have been Amanda, right? It's like, what? Like, so anyway, cut to Amanda's place, cutting, right? We're here, we're at Amanda's Toronto apartment or whatever this is. Yeah. There's this older woman there. Uh, her name is Lucy, we'll find out. Um, and first impressions made- on this character. I think I'm like curious. I think like, I, I actually like this dynamic. I think this is different. I think this is like, this makes me ask questions and I'm very curious where they'll be explored in this series. What do you think, Kyle? You obviously have opinions. I, You've asked the question. You know, I initially went like, hmm, like had like an odd
2: response to it. Cause this is this older woman who seems to be some combination, a personal assistant accountant. Like she's like Amanda's like, friend and like she seems to do a lot of work for her yeah right yeah and initially i was like oh this is odd because this woman looks like she's like 50 something uh you know she looks much older than amanda but anyway i, I think by the end of this episode i had actually very much warmed up to this and it's like oh they're trying to capture some essence from like a richie Tess kind of you need like some mortal a mortal person as like an anchor to help explain things to help you know yeah be glue for the show and i genuinely think this is like the warmest relationship at least we see so far like i think these characters have good chemistry and i like yeah they ultimately ended up
1: liking it i agree i i think it's interesting also like i i think there could be a bit of like mother-daughter relationship you could view it as right like that there's someone who's like older more experienced and as you said like mortal though like that brings like that point of view into this uh and like also, I'm bringing into like, uh, there's there's been inter- interviews with Elizabeth Grayson where she's talked about this character and kind of like, posited that uh, that they might have been lovers at some point. And I think that's interesting too. Like to me, like a like this older relationship too conjures up like visions of like uh you know the original Highlander in '86 with where, where Connor has uh what's her name uh what is her name oh my uh, god. Rebecca, Rebecca, Rachel. right? Like oh, Rebecca, Ra- Rebecca. Is it no, no, no? Rachel, wait. Oh, Rachel. this is Rachel Allenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, it is Rachel, not Rebecca. Uh. Rebecca is Amanda's teacher. Um, yes, very Excuse good. Uh, me. <laughs> very good. <laughs> uh, but like, it, it conjures up like. The, the sort of like wonderings I had at that like in the mm-hmm. in the original movie like you wonder like wait a minute like you he rescued her kid like are they did they ever have a romantic relationship is this like a father-daughter thing like who knows right but like there's something here that's interesting like I think it's cool right like because yeah. she's immortal that like someone that she knew in the past has aged and she hasn't right like uh so who knows what that means for them right I think that's interesting um I agree uh- so we're in Amanda's place. Right. And so we get this like bubble bath scene, right? Like out of nowhere, yeah, the cops, the, the cops, cops are coming. show up. <laughs> so she's just like, I'm going
2: to take my jewels and hop into the bubble. bath."
1: Right. I'm going to put them uh, under my butt. I'm just going to sit on these jewels. They'll yes. never find them under my butt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's actually uh, a, a perfect legal defense. Your honor. These were under my butt. So Who's under the case of, of, butt v. fart, these, uh, this evidence is inadmissible.
1: Yeah. Um, this to me this is absolutely bananas to me like these co- like like what's her what's her, uh lucy comes in so it's like, like one in the morning when yeah show it's up, one like, in the morning and like lucy's like oh the doorman called up the cops are on the way up and i'm like no they're not why are they like tell them to go fuck off you don't need to talk to anybody like they don't have a search warrant they come into the home like you can crack the door and just be like go fuck off like yeah. i have no idea why she they let police officers into a thief's like she knows amanda's guilty and she's like come on in it's like no just shut them out right uh this this is bananas like then there's like a whole scene where they're like it's like flirtatious in the tub right like there, there seems to be some repartee that has existed between these cops and amanda before right like this is like a cat and mouse game right i think they're trying to set yeah up. i well i think they're
2: trying to set up i don't know that these they're they're supposed to have met her before yeah, this might be the first that, time, right? I think this is supposed to be the first meeting, but like, this is old hat for Amanda. She is completely unbothered, right, by this police attention. Uh,
1: and then there's like, and
2: she's immediately supposed to be like thirsty for the wolf. <laughs>
1: sure, but it, gotta get that wolf. Hung- like- she's she's hungry for the wolf, or what? Yeah, <laughs> hungry like a wolf. That's I don't it. Know. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, so- then like the- she dismisses them, and then like nick wolf starts going through her drawers like going through like cat like like drawers like she he can't do that and like also nobody's watching them like they stay in the bathroom and they're like oh you cops you go out there and it's like why doesn't anyone have eyes on these people that are going to incarcerate amanda like this is Insane. insane this is such like clunky fucking writing but it's okay Also, I got to talk about this like timeline shit. They're like, "What's your alibi, Amanda?" Right? And so she's like, "Well, we watched a video," and they keep calling it a video. It's a A movie. Video. That's funny. But like, she says, "Which one?" And they they're (laughs) specific. They're like, "We went rented that Brad Pitt one, the Legends, whatever. It's Legends of the Fall with fucking Anthony Hopkins." And according to the testimony, like everything being presented, this is the way this like this mystery cop detective story plays out. That like. Uh, she has been like, they ask her where she was tonight between t- 10 to 15 and 1130. That's 45 minutes, like, right? 11, 11- no, wait, hold on. 10, 15. Nope. 15- oh, no. It's <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But the the point is, is that like, uh, Amanda's like, alibi is like, well, Lucy rented this fucking movie. We watched this Legend of the Fall. Then I took it back to the video store. Like, by the way, Legends of the Fall is two hours and 13 minutes long. <laughs> they rented it. When did they rent it? at a, Did they really fucking rent it at 10 to 15 at night or before? I think she just.
2: I think she just told them what they did that night. I don't think she was, like, limiting herself to the narrow Well, I don't
1: fucking know. But, like, either way, I don't know when you return this thing. Is it the Dropbox, the video store? you got to get that
2: that credit for the early return.
1: That's right. You do get a credit for the early return, and it is worth it. Never forget that. Yes, right. (laughs) I mean, no one did, but if you can, whoo. Not yeah, bad. you don't get that on Amazon today. Like when they're like, you have three days basically to watch this video that you. I just called it a video. This fucking movie. That Good job. <laughs> but they're like, if you watch it like in the first night, they're like, not like, oh, here's two dollars back to spend on more yeah. movies. Uh, anyway, it's really. I think it's really strange this whole setup. I'm like, it's so late at night. It's so so late at night. Speaking of which, let's go back to the previous scene where a father. Brings small children to a police station in the middle of a city at eleven something at night. So aren't those kids already asleep? Right. It it like based on the timeline of these scenes, it could be as late as one in the morning for these children. And they're like, the kids just wanted to stay up till one in the fucking morning, right? Like, <laughs> get the fuck. No wonder she doesn't say I love you to her husband. She's like, get the fuck out of here with these kids. Like, I don't work. <laughs> i gotta deal with this shit and like these kids are way up past their bedtime like are you crazy like anyway none of this really makes sense to me uh
2: and they don't have there's a a line that's there is a line that's dropped (laughs) here that's that's kind of nice or not kind of is i think supposed to be a seed of something but it doesn't quite play out um there are some lines about like oh like look at this like this amanda lives so high on the hog and like we're broke Oh, right. Uh, which I think is interesting because we're supposed to be like, I think we're supposed to suspect in some capacity that this partner might be jealous or have like ulterior motives. I think yes, that will definitely be part lines, of that.
1: And that line is definitely uh, speaking to that, right? Like that she's above these other people. So you'd want to take from Amanda to save yourself, right? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly.
2: But she kicks them out. There's a nice little line where, like, I guess the, the tie with Nick is supposed to be forming because she tries like saying something secretive to her to Lucy in French, but Nick hears it and can oh right respond to it. Uh,
1: I think that's supposed to be a bit of like tit for tat. Like he can match Amanda. Like he's a worthy adversary because he speaks a language that they speak regularly in Canada.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, insofar as we find out later that Lucy speaks many languages. I don't know if Amanda does. Six. Uh, So maybe you shouldn't have spoken the other official language of Canada. (laughs) But that does not matter. Uh, It's still supposed to set up that they're, you know, this this guy Nick is more than he appears. Uh, Absolutely, right? Which clearly the crux of the show is the two of them,
1: so that's good. Yeah, that's fine. We yeah, we want we want more than Nick. Nick needs to be an interesting character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get this scene, this like inter like this interstitial scene where there's this dude murdered. We have I I have no idea where we are. We're just no cut context. to a home. Somebody's in a, in a balaclava, mask, right? And like he, he steals somebody. like piles piles of fucking money out of a safe, yeah. And then just shoots this dude. Walks over him like that's the scene. There's just like some yeah. other murder. Uh, yeah, I was the thing I was a little confused about in this is there's almost
2: like bestial scrunts. Like there are, there's the like a tiger, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, who's this monster man? Like I was, I, I was a little confused by this. but I was like, oh, tell me more about Monster Mash here. Let, yeah. Let's see.
1: But the audio implies a, a, a much more grandeur than is revealed later in this episode. Yes. Spoilies. <laughs> yeah, right? So, this, this is, an, so, uh, what's his name? The hunter guy from uh, Highlander. Uh, Prodigal son guy. Hide, because oh, he right. likes to take hide. animals take hides, because hide he's a hunter. That's that's the deal, right? He's hide the hunter. <laughs> this, is, this is not hide the hunter. This is just a weird animal fetish man with a gun
2: i don't know well i don't even think he's supposed to have made this sound i think it's just the soundtrack well the soundtrack
1: um, is i don't know <laughs> anyway um so uh we're back uh, oh so then yeah back at amanda's place he's going through the drawers like this this is so crazy like uh yeah that's about it oh and they talk about yeah the braces thing the braces things get get brought up at this point right kyle so like this is this like amanda eats high on the hog Claudia is like, I can't feed, like, I, or I can't feed, I, I can't pay for my kids' braces, right? Like, which I right. think is interesting. Social commentary also is like, you're a police officer, like, how much do you make? Like, what's happening in your life? Like, does your husband work? Like, this is a struggle that I'm, uh, everybody should be aware of that, uh, hey, people might deserve health care. Moving on. Uh, anyway, yes. <laughs> so uh... now we're back at the scene of the robbery. Uh, let's see. The, uh, oh, we passed, move on, past to all that stuff, right? Um, yeah all right let's let's move so, way past all this stuff and now we're next day harry's house this we'll learn this is yeah, harry they, right yes amanda's
2: going to find a fence because she needs to move these hot jewels so she basically just goes to that house we just saw and discovers uh-oh that guy who we just got, got sh- shot by monster mesh is harry cash and carry harry the best fence in the area right so she's got to get out of there but right and there's some
1: woman there's some woman spying on her through like the blinds of a house like across Mm -hmm. the street and i i like hate this i hate this so much this doesn't make any sense to me like i'm like who is just staring at the door across the street like why is like i don't understand why they like constructed the scene this way like for here we go this is where we're going to get into some of the gritty script writing details of the show but we have this woman spying on Amanda and the only function of this character, is no name, no line, she will never be brought up again, but she appears at least in two like scenes like uh, where she just is spying, right? Like, and the idea is that she is there to capture Amanda. Like she's there to report that like Amanda was at the scene of the crime and I'm going to tell the police that. But like, I don't understand yes. why, why is she spying out the window? Like who the fuck is just looking at their neighbor's door like Is this? she just
2: Rosie the nosy neighbor?
1: Right. It. None of this makes any like real sense. Like all, all, and also it's like just small changes. All you need to do is place her in a way that she notices Amanda. That way, when the we're cop- just or the cops are following her, why don't they just follow her there? They, they could also do that. Like let's follow Amanda around and see where she goes. Oh, she went to this house. We investigated this house. There was a murder in that house. Oh, maybe it was Amanda. Right? Like that's fine. Or that like maybe this woman was I don't know taking out the trash, doing some gardening, uh, putting her kids in the car. Like just whatever it was that she sees Amanda's red convertible, and then the cops come by inquiring about this murder i don't know how they found out about this murder like why would the cops even investigate harry's house who knows right they somehow guess harry has loved ones perhaps maybe maybe maybe. uh but whatever like the point is is that like this woman doesn't say like oh there was this red convertible that drove up and i saw a blonde woman go up to the door i don't know what that means but that's that like but instead they they created this crazy weird character that is spying on their neighbor like it doesn't need to be like this and it's really strange that like the motivations are all like wrong like it doesn't make sense like to me naturally that this would happen like this isn't like a real crime story this is like it's weird like it's all forced together it's forced it's no good uh it's no christmas crime
2: story no i love that movie uh so anyway (laughs) They then take this opportunity to just go arrest Amanda. Yes. Uh, So uh, she decides to try to run away, essentially. Like they find that the gun has been planted in her house
1: right they they uh, bust in no knock style by the way kyle you're a yeah. lawyer no knock they bust yeah. in the door and like claudia looks like reaches into the couch and is like oh i got to change the tv station the remote control must be oh it's a gun it's a gun there's a gun in the couch cushion like what well i think that's we're supposed to be
2: suspicious of this We are, as we'll come to find out a cop did uh plant this thing and of course we're supposed to think Perhaps it's the partner because she's the one who locates it. Yes. That being said, we see enough of Balaclava person that I think you kind of know it's not a woman.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
2: Don't quote, don't quote me on that. But when I see Balaclava person, yeah, the, the build is wrong. Like it's, It just doesn't look I like see it you're could saying, be right. her. Yeah. Um, so your suspicion, your like,
1: suspicions are elsewhere, right, at this point. I see.
2: Yeah, they were. And I was like, oh, maybe I am supposed to think it's her, but it just doesn't visually match up. But Mm -hmm. regardless, uh, they go to cuff Amanda. Amanda just hauls off and kicks the partner in the chest and splits out of there.
1: Yeah, she goes Uh... up like a, a, a... Alice in Wonderland style sort of like door. She she goes down like Batman on like a-, a Oh yeah, rope. she has like a
2: go bag with like a grapple or something. Yeah, and, and like, I'm like, down. and there's
1: like also this like crane over an apartment building that she can just like grapple down. I'm like, what is that crane? For? Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all to look cool. I love the the sound effects of her cape or like her cape, her fucking like trench coat. Like Let's I think keep, all that- like want to get a cape, I like it. <laughs> I, like, I like that like imagery of her as the raven, right? Like there's a lot of like this yeah. bird. I'm, I'm moving my hands this bird flapping noises, the whooshing of her 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 clothes, right? That's cool. Yeah. I also do want to bring up another timeline thing here. Like, much like the bullshit, like her kids visited her at eleven thirty at night or one in the morning or whatever. Like, when the fuck does this scene take place? Like Amanda, in the it would seem morning, went to Harry's house mm-hmm. to check on him or or, or to sell these the these jewels, right? Left, but then like she comes back at night like what the fuck did she do all day like she didn't come right back like she just had a day to herself and then was like oh hey lucy uh my friend was murdered and i think like what like whatever anyway the cops show up with a no knock warrant in these in this very short amount of time (laughs) all right hey they're trying to catch a murderer but she she Uh, flees and she escapes which is great so now we're in a pawn shop we love it with this creepy monster this is this is the real monster mash this like <laughs> this Adams yeah. family guy, right? Cast member. Yes, and we there
2: is a conversation before
1: that. Now that Harry
2: is dead, she will need to go to this guy Basil, who they think is kind of a creep. Yeah, uh, but he's the he's the other game in town. And lo, we find out
1: that Basil is another immortal. He because is. She
2: gets a buzz. He reveals in response that he has like a, a cane sword. He has a
1: sword. Oh, he's my- playing pinball. He's a pinball
2: wizard. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's exactly it. So Pinball he, Wizard comes back there and like, they obviously know each other. They don't necessarily have a close, it seems like they're not close, but they've worked together before clearly.
1: Right. And so they're working out some deal to fence this shit. She leaves uh, and a dude in ski mask comes in and murders Basil. He can't, he yes. can't escape. And,
2: and at this point, it is very clear it's not the partner
1: because now no. you get
2: like you get a full body shot
1: and a voice a man's and a voice. voice and like and it's yeah. just
2: like it's obviously not her right so you know i, I wish that the audience was on this journey more like obviously you could be you could obscure a balaclava person more such that you don't know for sure that the person they're planting the seeds on isn't the person
1: sure but- and I- can I, I'll bring up this too. Like, I, I really like, don't like, I honestly don't like the editing of this show. Like, I don't understand why. Like with some simple, I think with some simple editing that like we can, this, the, the opening credits with like her stealing the jewels or whatever, like, I feel like should be maybe intercut with like the murder of her friend, Harry or something. Like, well, one, I don't, here's a question for you. Why does that cop murder Harry? Oh, spoiler alert, it's a cop. like how does this person go to harry like this is awesome they go to harry before amanda goes to harry isn't that interesting how do they know about harry it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a coincidence it's just a coincidence that that this cop was like hunting down this fencer or something right like weird i don't like that like but like the line i think between like i think there's an interesting thing in this show and with the, the character of Amanda, is she good or bad? Right. Like that's cool. I think, right. Like mm-hmm. she's this gray character. Right. Uh, but the show like does it a disservice by showing her steal a thing and then showing this other person murder a thing. Like, I think we want to, we want to edit these things together a bit. Like, so we don't like, they're happening simultaneously. Like, do the cops know which one hap- Like who's who, right? Like, I, I I don't know. It's, it's really strange to me. I, I, I want there to be more nebulousness with, with like the plot, like, who murdered who, and like the timeline, and who is Amanda responsible for? I don't know. It it, it feels too too strange to me. I don't know. Like yeah. you said, Kyle, like that you like it does the audience a disservice. Like we want the audience to wonder about the mystery too. Like I don't have the mystery. Like do I think Claudia is the one that planted the gun on Amanda? No, I don't. Right, because right, so like, you have but, too like many but clues
2: that it's not her already. Yeah,
1: right. Like, so that's the thing that, like, if we dialed that back a bit, like, we could, we, like, I want to be in that source of tension. I want to have tension. Like, I don't want to trust Claudia in this episode, right? But I do. I, I don't think Claudia is a bad person, but yes. anyway. So, that- after after all this, um, we're at the police station. The- Claudia is speaking six languages. It's like this is girl talk. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous.
2: <laughs> well she's like oh there's like a, a funny conversation about how like you haven't read me my rights and it's like you are in a custodial interrogation you have to do that yeah like uh but regardless she's not gonna dime her out she's like i already have a friend like <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not gonna which i i liked i was like okay she's gonna stand tall for amanda that's great yeah um uh, okay.
1: So after this like murder thing or whatever, like we, we then cut back to like, I'm like, is this Basil's place or is this Amanda's? And then I was like, oh my God, I think it's Amanda's. Like Amanda goes back home. Home, yeah.
2: Which is, she's a fugitive. She goes back home.
1: Right, which is like, like I if they had just shown her like arriving via the roof, I think I'd be like, okay, okay. Right, like yeah. she evaded the, the police, right? But I'm like, what the fuck is, where, where are we? Like, uh, you know, like this to me a bit, this is like, I don't know, this like this weird curtain between the show and like reality, like fuck, like this is the show doesn't have enough money or something to make this work correctly, right? Like where, where do we film this? Oh, just put her just do the scene right there right right back in the house right like i don't know yeah. i don't know how it but, all works but sorry <laughs> i was so, like Fuck so, it.
2: <laughs> no 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 it's fine um it is like it is strange but amanda lucy's trying to get her to leave she's like go oh, i've got a travel agent ready truly yep. an immortal profession uh and she's like you you gotta split and she's like no i'm not going anywhere i didn't actually do it this time so like, I'm not going to run. I'm going to try to clear my name, which right. is going to be hard because you definitely kicked a cop, but that's yeah, neither here nor yeah. there. <laughs> um, so in any case, she decides she's going to stand tall on this, try to figure it out. So she decides she's going to go pay Nick a visit and Nick is being dropped off. He is actually picked up. Uh-oh, he's a little suspicious. He's picked up personnel file. Oh, that happens afterwards. He's picked up some <laughs> files that he's going to study and his partner drops him off at home mm-hmm.
1: uh and amanda is there snooping around snooping around right so like wh- what do we think of this like lo- this this is a location i assume we're gonna see more of maybe this if, if is it's nick's supposed place- to be nick's pad i assume so yeah and it, it, to me it gives me vibes of like Duncan's place like uh, to me this tells yes. me more about the character like i'm like oh interesting like there's art on the walls there's also he's got like, like a native american sculptures he does things
3: have things like native that. american
1: stuff right like it, it's, it implies like, oh, is Nick a bit sophisticated? Is Nick, Nick, like it, it's adding to his character. I wonder about yes. it. Like, right. He's more complex. That's cool. I think. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, so he comes in and Amanda gets the drop on him. Bam. Sword out. This is the yep. first time we've learned anything that really learned that sword fighting is part of immortal stuff. Yeah, This is really. the first sword like, we've Bas- seen. Ba- no, Basil has <laughs> oh, the sword right, in right. game. But yeah. like that we get that, like Amanda's in on this too. Right. So swords out. Uh, and she cuffs him to, like, the stairwell, basically.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, ha- we haven't played any clips so far uh, in this episode. So how about we play this clip? Because uh, at this point, this is where, aside from the opening credits, which everyone heard in the uh, our opening clip, this, this is like a Nick's version of the Raven myth. And I think this is worth talking about of all the clips in the show, right? I don't know. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, look at that Raven. That's yes, so Raven.
0: I am a thief, but I don't kill. Mmm. Anyway, it's not my kind of bird. Oh, I don't know what kind of suits you. The Raven's all over mythology. Norse, Greek. In fact, there's an Eskimo legend about one particular Raven. A what? It seems this Raven was a thief. <laughs> Eskimo? Uh,
1: yeah. How appropriate. Yeah,
0: she stole the sun. And the moon and all the stars. Oh, I mm, that... bet that's heavy to carry. Even harder defense. The legend says there was an evil chief who planned to steal them for himself. He was going to lock them up, keep the earth in darkness. Lock them up. But the lock raven swore she stole them only to protect them from the bad guy. The you back. see, she thought she was the hero. Now uh-huh. that works for me. But the chief insisted she was only out for herself.
2: I didn't do it, said the bird.
1: All right. I I actually do yeah. like the, I didn't do it, said the bird, which is, I think, really um, uh, so, this is we. So
2: this is a better version because now it's not just a theft for no reason. There is a connection there that, you know, this trickster character of the Raven might be good. Right. Um, and that's nice. That's like a, yeah. a good wrinkle and like an okay, I think thesis statement for the show.
1: Yeah, and I, and I like this idea There's this notion that like, is she good or bad? I don't know. Right. Like, that's interesting. Um, I do do think there are some problems with how it like clashes with this like legend of this Raven Mm -hmm. character right like and what their their goal is and like. I also, like, in my research, I don't know if, if anyone knows anything out there, send it to us. Because, like, I couldn't find, mm-hmm. like, in the opening credits, they're like, they sent a warrior to bring the raven back or whatever. I'm like, huh? Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. find a reference to that part of, of the myth. That seems to be something that they created for the show, which I guess mm-hmm. is fine or whatever. Uh, and as far as I know, like, again, the original myth, like, it even perhaps was an eagle, I think, that was, like, hoarding the the sun and, like, all this sort of stuff. I mean, this is a very, like common sort of mythological trope right like this is like bringing mm-hmm. fi- the fire of the gods right to humanity right like we, right. we we take this thing that is inaccessible to people we explain it this is what it is and now you have this gift right you have the light you have the stars you have the moon right like uh, mm-hmm. and the raven has given that to you right like uh, which is cool um uh, also i mean i think we should address like while i i don't know why they decided to call the show the raven or set it in this particular way uh we did receive an email and i'm so sorry i forget your the, the the name of the person who sent this to us you've sent us a bunch of great emails uh but they mentioned that this might be connected to the crow which i like that theory, oh that's funny. that theory seems really interesting to me that this is like a like oh we're, we're trying to do this dark anti-hero thing and it's like it's not the crow it's the ray like that that to me makes sense like it's a USA action show, blah, 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 La Femme Nikita, like where this exists in kind of the the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, but like, it is also kind of weird that like, Hey, here's this native American mythology. Anyone, uh, you know, native American in this show, is it portrayed by a white person? Like all this stuff, like, yeah, they, it, yeah. I don't know what that's about. Like that doesn't yeah. feel super great. Um, but I don't know. it's cool uh, that they anchor it in something though there's, like it, a, is cool. there's no, a, it is cool no it is cool there that appears to something. be
2: a thesis here in some right
1: way. i just wish there was like more to it like you know does amanda even realize like uh for instance like like that the sort of like call of the hero like oh i'm the chosen one i'm the raven right like yeah. th- that she hears the myth and says like that it's it's an impetus for her to go from like her thief ways to her heroic ways right like that's the thing to, to, to catapult her into that journey right i'm not sure mm. anyway uh <laughs> all right so
2: at this point the partner comes back because she right. tried to call because nick left a file in her car right when he doesn't answer she comes back and bam puts the gun right. on amanda and just now like she's you do when arrested. someone doesn't
1: answer their phone you pull out your gun <laughs> and they're like what the fuck is happening yeah,
2: and Nick's just like, I'm sorry, I was pooping. Uh, but no, uh, she comes back, gets the drop on her and bam, they have caught Amanda. And this is where Amanda lays out her theory that she was framed by a police officer right. uh, to these people.
1: Right. Um, so, so then, anyway, we, we go back to the police station, right? And like, <laughs> uh, I guess like at this point, are they questioning, they're questioning her there, right? And like, yeah. so Nick thinks she wants to get caught there's this thing like, oh, like you matched the ballistics from the gun to the one you found on my couch, right? Like good cop, bad cop stuff. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I, I don't know if we learned too much from the scene, honestly, other than Amanda's well, like, I didn't do it. And they're like, Amanda
2: plants the seed of doubt in Nick's mind that a police officer was involved in framing her. Right. Because right after this scene, uh, Basil ends up bailing out Amanda, which is surprising. Like, I was very surprised. I was very surprised she was, I mean, that, I mean, she's entitled to like a bail hearing or something. I'm surprised that she would get bail or that Basil's like a close enough friend that
1: he would bail her out. Yeah. He basiled her out. Uh, like also, that's yeah. another thing. Like, by the way, Basil wears a tie. He's an immortal and he runs like a dingy, a dingy like pawn shop. I'm like, why isn't he like Duncan who runs a classy antique shop and he's going to sell these like super expensive jewels? I don't know.
2: Well, I think because he's a criminal, I think is the idea that, okay. like he is kind of, he's like a friend in low places. All right. Um, kind of guy, but he's got, you know, pretensions of being classy so like kind of two (laughs) things two things are kind of going on in parallel here that like nick and amanda both figure out what's going on because nick starts looking at files uh for like internal affairs and he ends up having this weird like threatening conversation with this cop stanley
1: because he's Uh, like you should just drop this shit and we should go drinking right
2: yeah yeah Uh, but they end up like nick is clearly on to him and it's like I mean, it also, he has known. that like
1: that 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 like bombshell argument that, like, oh, uh, her file says she never used the gun. used a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like interesting. oh, yeah, but all the right.
1: criminals, yeah, they didn't say that they used the gun to murder whoever yeah. right. like that's so Which crazy. Has anyone <laughs> I,
2: I... I was trying to think back to all the episodes that she's in. Has she ever used a gun in this show?
1: Oh, interesting. I, I, I was trying I to can, remember. I can't and like not counting like a
2: World War II flashback or anything like that. No, I mean, I uh, don't think she but,
1: has. I, I couldn't say that definitively without like looking through every episode, was, uh, but I don't what, think she 30 has. 30 hours of TV. Right. Uh, but I mean, it, it's just then, a ridiculous argument to be like, oh, this criminal didn't use the gun because their file says they didn't use the gun. It's like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. Separately,
2: Basil is when he comes to bail her out, sees Stanley, and I don't mm-hmm. know exactly
1: what tips him off, but his voice he says, He says, oh, his I recognize voice his, tips his him off. voice because this guy speaks in like, like this nerdy voice. He's like, You give me the money, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he's
2: like, That's the guy who robbed me. And I don't think we actually overtly said it, he shot him too. Yeah, like, he, did. he attempted yeah, right. to murder, murder right. Basil. Um, so anyway they both now know what's up and then we waste no time like kind of rushing to the finale of this because yeah. now this guy stanley tries to kill nick
1: like immediately immediately like right outside the why would the fuck would you this guy's a moron like this guy tried no i'm burping on the microphone i'm so sorry everyone uh this guy oh my god this guy like Knows where Nick lives. He knows his routine, and he's like, "Let me just murder him at work." Like, what? Yeah. What?
2: Yeah. So tries to kill him, but Amanda jumps in, saves the day. Uh, did and, you expect me to you know, find
1: out Amanda was immortal at this point?
2: I did. I kind of did as well. That like maybe she gets sho- she takes a bullet for him. And that's how you know they become tight. But right. No. Uh, no. She no, nothing like that happens. They just um, fight
1: afterwards. They're like, you you suck. I'm gonna go <laughs> investigate this on my own. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Uh so now <laughs> go on. So Nick meets up with
2: the with his partner and is like, we gotta go find Stanley. And meanwhile, Amanda is is going after him as well. Yes. Uh, I think she like tracks him down, and, like hops in his trunk or something like that.
1: No, this is this is bananas to me. Right. OK, so there is a a near miss shooting at the police station. Right. Right. Amanda yeah. saves Nick. Then they like split up because they don't want anything to do with each other. And then we immediately cut to uh, the crooked cop. What's his name? Stanley 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 pulls across the street from like a warehouse and goes inside. Right. And Amanda. Yeah. As soon as he parks, is just there and does something to his engine. I'm like, how does she know? Oh, where, that's right. How, where he's going? Like, does he live there? Also, is that his like, re- like the, the 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 residence on record at the police station? An abandoned fucking warehouse? Like, no. How I'm sure the it like, isn't. Right, exactly. So like, then I'm like, how does she follow him here? Like, she. It doesn't make, I don't know. I have no idea how she got there before he fucking did. It doesn't, this, this episode is strewn with like horrible, like timeline stuff. Like it is a, a, a broken puzzle that will never be put back together. Uh, so he goes into this warehouse. She fucks around with his engine. And then it's like, he l- goes to leave the warehouse at some point, And like, this is nuts the car won't start. He opens the, the the hood of the car to be like, I gotta fix the engine or whatever. Cause of course that's what you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And while he's doing that, she opens his trunk, steals yeah. jewels. And he like, doesn't notice. And she doesn't like close the, the the trunk or like, I'm just like every part of this episode, it seems like there are markers they had in place for the characters to be at, but had no like logical motivation for the characters to like, you know, get from A to B, right? Or A to Z or whatever. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Anyway.
2: (laughs) So now climactic finish in the warehouse. Everybody is just kind of there.
1: Yeah, they're Uh, all just there now. Like, Claudia has been brought into the fold. She's mentioned that she can't afford her, uh, the kids' braces again. Nick tells her to shut up. I just want to mention that because he tells Mm -hmm. her to shut up even more when she's dying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because
2: he's a great Uh,
1: fucking character.
2: So Nick is just kind of lost in this warehouse milling around but Amanda has like Stanley has a gun on Amanda and a partner comes up and confronts Stanley and right. she's like no you're not gonna you're not gonna do this blah 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 right. At one point Stanley just goes to shoot Amanda and
1: Audrey just jumps in front up. of her
2: Yeah cuz like she is actually despite this misdirection that she was maybe supposed to be the villain like she takes a bullet for her Yeah Which is, of course, tragic because she does not know that, you know, this would have been been fine.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, Yeah, I like that aspect that it is a bit more tragic because of that. Also, I think it's interesting that, like, it's the reason why those braces conversations were in this episode. But, like, I don't think they, like, fleshed it out enough. Like, at the very end, all of a sudden, Stanley's like, I'll split the money with you. This money will pay for your kids. And like, yeah. I, I wish this was maybe earlier in the episode yeah. that like, that Claudia had to like make a choice and we're not sure where Claudia stands up until this point. Like, this is the this is the point where things like collide, right? Where yes. Claudia has to make the choice. Am I going to go with Stanley or am I going to do the right thing and maybe shoot him or do whatever the fuck it is, right? But like, it's just in this moment that he's like, oh yeah, by the way, like there's a bunch of money you want to split it. And it's like, ugh, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel earned. Also, I don't know what Stanley's deal is. I don't find like Stanley is the crooked cop to be like a compelling character. Like does he have- We end? just know nothing about him. Like yeah. he's Yeah, just we there. don't know anything about him. We we don't either like him enough to like be hurt by his turn. We don't also like have a compelling reason like Claudia does. Like I, I I wanna pay for my kids. My kids need healthcare. They need college. Like that he might be doing this for some reason. Like it just seems like he's a piece of shit. And so like- yes. I, you know, I mean, that just equals hollow character, right? Like, yeah. we don't,
2: we don't like. It. So, <laughs> the shooting happens. He then shoots Amanda anyway. And then Nick is somewhere. It honestly looks like he's like in a sub basement. It's like he's like right below this. them, and also
1: can then shoot. He shoots him from a floor below.
2: Yeah, it's a little. It's very unclear how he has like a line of sight on this. Yeah, but he this shoots is- Stanley, who like does this like weird half turn and falls it's kind of (laughs) funny
3: uh
2: so then nick comes up realizes that they're both dead and amanda for some reason just like gets up and gawks. she just like stands up and is like uh oh she's obviously very upset about how this has played out but she gets of course she's not like trying to sneak away like she gets like caught by nick in this moment right and he's like what yeah, and uh, she and then, and she
1: like literally wakes up next to him, and he does not notice, and she just leaves, and it's it's a strange moment. I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't... She he
2: he does notice her.
1: Oh, that's right. Eventually, he does. Right, they they do have a look. Like at first, he doesn't. Yeah. And I she mean, obviously, her dead
2: screen. his dead partner is very distracting. Like I can <laughs> give that a I can give that a certain amount of leeway. Right. Um, right, right. But he does eventually see her. Right, uh, right. So the cat's out of the bag. At least vis a vis Nick that something is amiss right right, right. um so then we cut to another sparsely attended funeral i love it i love it in grand highlander tradition but like like nick is there in like his
1: dress uniform dress uniform him and the captain or whatever no one else is there at that point right maybe no one else came her own her own husband and children aren't there yeah i was expecting them to come back but they are i was there. too like i can't believe we don't see them and like because that's like an avenue for the show to like express like heartbreak right like we can yeah. see these characters feel lost and we'll feel it too like no these characters are fucked off like we don't care about them anymore the kids are shit obviously claudia didn't give a shit about them we know that from her work habit but like <laughs> but like and her husband uh-huh. was a pe- like garbage but like we don't see these characters again, which I think is weird. Like they should be yeah. in this show. They 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 took great pains to put them on screen and then they don't
2: come back. Yeah. But then uh, th- this captain comes over and is like, look, it would be really bad for the department if this all this stuff about Stanley and how she died comes out. Yeah. You should just like sweep this under the rug, Lieutenant, and, and yep. like offers him a promotion to like keep quiet about this whole thing. And then Shall what does Mr. It?
1: Nick Wolf do? You want to shake he, on it
2: and when shaking he hands him his
1: badge so oh is this that is what suppo- see like this is this is the second time we've recorded this and i'm like confused but he hands him his badge when he, shakes he his hand. when he shakes his hand his badge is in his
2: hands so oh. that's him that's him resigning see this is fucked, of taking man. This, deal. this is so fucked like the visual see, like I, no i had no problem with this oh, I, see, I, I, think like, you, I do think you see the badge pretty clearly i it's didn't on screen see it. for like a second <laughs>
1: but like, <laughs> so It's actually for a second. Well, no, I so, didn't like, see they, it. Don't like, linger, they don't linger on it, but, but that's like, what he does. He's like, "You want to make the deal? Shake my hand." And then he does shake his hand, and I'm like, "Oh, he's making the deal. Like, why don't they do it differently? Why doesn't? Why does he just hand? Like, why? Why confuse these symbols? Or well, something? I think it's like, supposed to be like a obviously, I'm an right, idiot so. and I can't view what's being shown to me on the screen. But like, I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. So he
2: walks out, and this is him now becoming the ex-cop. Now he's the ex-cop, in, right? Yeah, but it's like, obviously, we didn't know this was coming before the episode started, but for the opening credits. So, like, they probably should have omitted that detail.
1: But, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a big reason know. why a lot of, like, TV show pilots do omit the opening credits at all. Like, because it does reveal stuff. It's like, no, 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 no we yeah. don't need to see footage of stuff. Like, yeah, uh, weird. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. Okay, So Okay that happens and that's <laughs> that's really it right like that i guess so episode. and amanda's there amanda has gone to this funeral and like maybe sees what happens i don't know if she can hear it but she's there she's like for dramatic work and um and that's that that's this episode that, that is this the,
2: episode that is the first episode of highlander the
1: Raven. awesome okay so there are mm. uh spoiler no no watcher chronicles for for these episodes so we're not going to be talking good to about know. like the, <laughs> yeah, good to know good to good to move things along uh but let yeah let's like let's talk about some thoughts like kyle you already mentioned that it wasn't good that we didn't see the kids at the end i agree i think that's like an important thing um, the,
2: the, the bigger problem is that just nothing about this plot requires anyone to be immortal
1: no nothing there's
2: no connection to that it's not this like this feels like a very season one kind of story right also how
1: about no flashback
2: no flashback like there's no none of the things that we really like about highlander are in this episode unfortunately and that sucks it's like an entirely present day story that's literally a cops and robbers story which is what we wanted to get away from in the first season with like the rotating cast of cops like yeah it's, it's right very back to it. it's so strange it's strange <laughs> to me that they went back to this well because they very much seem to have learned the lesson yes like they very much figured this out already yeah and then they kind of pretended that they didn't yeah, for this episode. Like yeah, it's they like just they had acted- to start from
1: scratch or something, and they didn't need to.
2: Yeah, and it's just like I wanted to see flashbacks of Amanda at a bare minimum. I wanted to see a sword fight of some kind, even if it's just like, because that's a major
1: ingredient of what these shows are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how but- even you could find you there's some version of this where her and Basil even fight for fun. To, to some degree, or I didn't, oh, I didn't realize it was you or, oh, this is what you want. Like, but some way to also introduce us to the idea of like, oh, there are sword fights. These you almost lost rule. your head. You yeah. almost lost your head. These are the rules of the sword fights. Like maybe they have, like, I mean, in the, the pilot episode of Tiny the Series, they have a friendly duel with Connor and like, but that's used to tell you a bit about like the rules of the game. Like, don't forget if you lose your head, like we, we haven't learned about losing your head yet, have we? We have not. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Like, again, like my, my early notes on this episode are like, is this for if this is for Highlander fans, you know, all of this information already and you don't need this bizarre kind of recap on who people are. Uh, And if you aren't, you're going to be confused because there's not enough information to orient you to the rules of this universe yet. Um, I mean, maybe that'll come in. Well, and though at this point, you don't even really need to
2: know them yet because nothing happens.
1: Yeah, nothing happens. Um, Uh, Yeah, it's really strange. Um, I wish, like, especially a flashback, like, I think would be helpful, like. Just something, even just. Uh, I mean, Amanda is faced with a moral quandary here about like running or staying. What what's her responsibility? What isn't like, um, you know, all, uh, her friend and Harry? Maybe 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 it's something about like a friend that was murdered. Is it because of me? Is it not? Do I want like something to connect these things together? Right? Like we don't we don't see a yeah. thing where she's had to face this before and acted in you know uh, response A. And then, like maybe it didn't work out so well, and so now we see in the present she's like, you know what? I'm not going to do this thing I did before. I'm going to do this, and she acts in a different yeah. way. And we see growth, right? Like I don't know. It's it, it's 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 everything is yeah. so strange to me in this series. But and like there's no explanation for why. Like
2: it, here's like an odd question. Having seen this character in 29 episodes, do you think there's a reason she stays as opposed to running? No, in this circumstance, like no. I don't really see
1: a reason. necessarily, but there's even weird lines that they're they're like, Amanda at one point in this episode says, I just got here, but I'm also confronted with this reality that the police have seemingly been chasing her for a long time for a string of robberies. And I'm like, but you just got here. Like, I don't know. I, I, it it becomes really hard to orient to this, like, because you want to believe their choices, right? Like you want to be like, oh, if I was in their position, I might make that position too, right? Like, and this the show can demonstrate to me the effects of that or whatever, right? Like- uh.
2: Yeah, like it only <laughs> comes down to like, she just like stays because she doesn't feel like it. Yeah, like she doesn't feel like running, so she yeah, stays. she's
1: like, I just got like, to Toronto. There... I could go anywhere in the world, but I just got to Toronto. I gotta stay. It's like go fucking Hawaii, go fucking anywhere. I mean, nothing against yeah. Toronto. I've been to Toronto twice now, and it's a beautiful city, and everyone should go there, and it's a wonderful place. Uh, and kind is of this
2: is—is is this supposed to be Toronto or Vancouver? This is
1: Toronto. This is Toronto. It's Toronto. not in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, uh, which is I guess interesting. Uh, I don't know why. Like interesting, also why like was that the production staff that was like we want to film in a even more urban environment or was it the Canadian Council of Film or whatever that was like we we want more shows in Toronto right now like so we'll give you a tax credit to go there if you want to do it you'll get less of a tax credit in Vancouver I have no idea uh yeah but anyway point is is that like uh yeah i i i just don't understand this character really it's 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 a it's a strange backstep or something i don't know
2: yeah, like, and I think that, you know, the, there are some macro issues with this episode, and I think we've already flagged them, but there's also these like micro things where it's like, if you wanted to give this character more motivation and make us think differently about it, you had the opportunity, and they just kind of don't take it. Yeah, so agreed. I don't know. I, I don't think that this grabbed me uh, particularly, certainly not in the same way that even the pilot of the Highlander grabbed me.
1: And yeah, like, I, I you was, you know, Bilgadka. Oh, you know, it's just like a, a,
2: a missed chance for like some interesting characters. Like they, they made a strong choice by being like, this is the first episode you will meet Slam the Cat. Like it's for all the oddness of that character. It is fucking memorable. Like every Highlander character like remembers that character. Uh, yeah. And like, are you going to remember Stanley? Would you ever care? Stanley. Like, when nothing about this plot feels like it's
1: going to stay in my brain. Nope. No, uh, this doesn't feel like a pilot plot. Uh, I think I was a bit surprised at that, too. Like, I, I do find, for the most part, pilot scripts are pretty good. Like, because there's been a lot of time spent on them. Like, they've they've gone through a bunch of revision processes. Like, they're just they're thought out because like they're the they're the basis of the show they they also like explain characters to you like they 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 mm-hmm. try to set the groundwork so they become interesting they're like ooh, isn't that interesting that this character feels this way about whatever issue right like th- there's real like fundamental stuff that's like laid out usually in a pilot uh and this this to me did not feel like that which is strange because it's, it's a pilot um yeah, yeah. uh yeah, uh I don't know if I would like continue watching this. Like the 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 pilot, as much as I like in some cases don't like the or or like the, the pilot to highlight of the series, I think does a lot of very good things. Uh most notably like the scene with Tess and Duncan on her birthday. Yes, that's or great. his birthday, that's right? Like, it's, you know, like that's great. Like I'm like, where is that scene in this movie? Like or in this this episode, like where is that scene with her and Lucy? Like are we about to lose something that we've gained, or like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there needs to be more, you like, a, a human, human, like, I don't know, some, some sort of empathy or some, some fucking thing. Like, it, it's, it's a strange fucking pilot. I don't know. Uh, but that's but good that. news.
2: There are some more interesting things coming up in future episodes uh, are. that are more immortal e and more perhaps relevant to some of the things we've been talking about. So you know, stay tuned. we'll hopefully. Uh, be getting some more development and more interesting moments coming up.
1: yeah, hopefully. I, w- I want to learn more about Lucy. Obviously, I want to know what like this version of Amanda is, right? And like the cast of characters she will encounter like with her I assume count cop counterpart, right? Like that we've got these two heroes in the show together, right? which is cool. Yes. Uh, so Kyle, uh, I-, I have to ask you as we do every episode, how many sets of braces would you give this episode? Well, like
2: myself in my youth, uh, I was about to say I'll give it one set of braces. That's not <laughs> true, though. I will give it one and a half sets of braces. I do like Amanda. I do like this raven tail, like this myth. That, to me, is the component that actually gets my imagination going a little bit. Yeah. But otherwise, this I don't know. It's, I don't want to beat up on it. Everything's already been said, but it does feel like a big step backwards for what this mythology has built up over six seasons
1: sure that's a good point um Keith, I will... <laughs> how many
2: stolen suns would you give this episode
1: i'm gonna give it one and a half stolen suns because look at that we need, we need a little bit more of that uv radiation uh yes one more one more sun than we have uh also i uh yeah i i, I think it is I like this character a lot. I like Elizabeth. Grayson. Yeah. I would see
2: Amanda's yeah. beloved.
1: Yeah, no, she is great. Like um, also it is interesting. We didn't really talk too much about this, like, but like in Highlander, the series, like her character is a foil to Duncan, right? Like, so yes. Duncan is serious. She is silly. She is a bit like, you know, caution to the wind, right? Like she, she, she makes reckless decisions, right? Like that's how we understand her. So it is a tricky proposition to be like, hold on, how do we take this character that was a foil to the other person and now make them their own thing, right? Like, so I I will not fault this show for like backstepping a bit on the Amanda character to be like, hold on, we need to make her more good or whatever, like, because she's her own character in this, in, in this thing, right? Like,
2: yeah, she's not, she's not, act, she's the star of the show. She's not acting in service of like a
1: wider plot anymore. Exactly, she's, right.
2: She's got to be the focus and that right, is different.
1: So, so I, I understand that like elements of the character are going to change because of that. And I'm not gonna fault it for that because like I do think they need to be build a new mythology around Amanda and you know, kind of set some pieces in place. Um but yeah, that being said, like I, I'm not sure like where where the show is going. I'm I I I don't know. Uh I, I've got like Uh, you know, as we, as we revisit the show, a lot of like screenwriting, like issues with it. Like, I'm just like, why are we talking about these things in the script? Like this isn't the show, right? We got it. We got to talk about other issues. Uh, So I'm going to give this a 1.5 stars. Uh, And also Kyle, I would like to mention to you, this is interesting uh, because I have this information. The last time we reviewed this show, you gave it a two. (laughs) And that score, that score has dropped to a 1.5. So, well, now it
2: was a rewatch instead of a watch. So, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It 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 crept down a little bit. Well, Uh, that's fun.
1: I'm excited to see the show. I'm excited to see where Amanda goes. Uh, You know, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Again, it's just an exercise in like. TV, in you know, a continuation of a series we like, which is Highlander. All those things. Uh, so we'll we'll do our best to be positive moving forward uh, and appreciating these characters and this like this mythology that we really like because I think it's really fun and like offers a lot. Uh, you know, and I'm excited for the reboot, which we haven't even talked about, but we'll get there. Uh, so thanks everybody for watching and you know joining us. Thanks for coming back to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast after a few months. Uh, We're excited to delve into the Raven episode two, full disclosure. I hope it all is disclosed and all my, all my uh, 100% of it, you know, I just want all my doubts to be, uh, you know, set by the wayside. Uh, It'll be great. Uh, So thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. And this is Kyle. Bye. Bye. (laughs)